Welcome back to The Banana Show, where we speak about a variety of topics. I'm your host, Anna Banana, and today's motivational quote is, Strength doesn't come from what you can do, it comes from overcoming the things you once thought you could not do. With that being said, guys, you have to keep on trying. Take time out to rectify your emotions and your feelings and take a day or two of downtime, but be consistent in trying to move forward and even if you fail one day there's always a next day to try and try i'm not the most optimistic person but i try to be on a daily basis and i just want to encourage others to do so as well without any further delays let's get into today's topic now i don't know how many of you guys know this but this is polytheistic ovarian syndrome awareness month and as such i have taken the time out to inform or draw awareness to this sickness that a lot of women suffer but not a lot of people know about so we're going to go through different stages in this episode we're going to talk about what is polytheistic ovarian syndrome what causes polytheistic ovarian syndrome um the care how you care for yourself if you have polythesic ovarian syndrome, the symptoms that you can go through or experience on a regular, and the difference between polythesic ovarian syndrome and fibroids. I also took the opportunity to ask my friend Monifa about her experience of living with PCOS on a regular, and I'm also going to share my experience with living with this sickness as i was told that i have it even though i'm not certain because doing my research and comparing the differences it's a possibility that i was misdiagnosed with pcos and and fibroids so that's why i wanted to do the comparison at the end because i think it's very necessary for us to know the difference But yes, we're going to get into the topic. I'm sure you guys don't want to hear my continual or continuous ramblings. What is polytheistic ovarian syndrome or PCOS? This is a hormonal condition that women get during their childbearing years. It can affect your ability to have children also known as fertility and so some women with pcos have cysts on their ovaries that's why it's called polytheistic ovarian syndrome however not all women that have this sickness have cysts on their ovaries when you have pcos this means that you have hormone imbalance this can lead to a lot of problems with your ovaries such as not having your period or not getting it on time when it comes to hormones your body make them to make different things happen and the hormones that play a very important part in polytheistic ovarian syndrome include androgen now these are male hormones but they're also present in women and women with PCOS tend to have a higher level of androgen. Insulin. This hormone manages your blood sugar and if you have PCOS, your body might not react to the insulin the way it should. You have progesterone. 
with PCOS, your body may not have enough of this hormone and you might miss your periods for a long time or have problems predicting it. So now we're going to talk about the symptoms of PCOS. Now I know from my pre previous definition that the number one symptom would be miss irregular or infrequent or prolonged periods. I know that I say or a lot of times, but still or missed irregular periods <laughs> um other symptoms include excess male hormones which is androgens that can cause hair loss hair in places that you don't want it like on your face or on your chin and stuff like that um dark skin or excess skin on the neck or in the armpits mood swings mood changes you have pelvic pain weight gains problem sleeping also known as sleep alopee yes sleep alopee yes i think that's the word and you have headaches anxiety and depression and inflammation of the liver unfortunately no doctors aren't sure of what exactly causes polycystic ovarian syndrome but it is an inherited disease so if your mother have it or someone in your family have it or more than one people in or more than one persons to be grammatically correct has this sickness then more than likely that's why you have it I honestly don't remember if I had mentioned that I'm going to input my friend's response at the end of the podcast. But if I did earlier, my apologies because I do have the memory of a goldfish or even worse sometimes. So just bear with me. And before I start rambling, let's get back into the topic. So we are now at PCOS treatments. Now, this treatments all depends on how bad it is for you, your age, whether or not you're trying to get better or you're trying to have children. Working out or losing 5% to 10% of your weight can help you feel better and improve your fertility. Because when it comes to polythistic ovarian in syndrome, it is very important that you try to keep your weight down because even losing two pounds or five pounds or any amount of weight at all can help with any of the symptoms that comes with polytheistic ovarian syndrome and the other treatment is your doctor might prescribe diabetic pills such as metformin which will help to you know generate insulin help to regulate insulin and this in turn will help with ovulation and lead to weight loss which will then you know aid in to you getting regular periods and the next treatment is an hormone called progestin which will help you get your periods back on track back on track but it doesn't prevent pregnancy or treat unwanted hair growth and acne, but it prevents uterine cancer. So that's the treatment. So in all, a breakdown is working out, 
trying to eat better, taking insulin medication and sometimes taking birth control. I forgot to mention that. And, you know, taking a hormone called progesterone. Progestin. Now, for the differences between fibroids and PCOS. Now, before we get into the differences, there are a lot of similarities between fibroids and PCOS because fibroids and PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, are both caused from hormone imbalance. So for polycystic ovarian syndrome, it's insulin, androgen, and progesterone. And for fibroids, it's estrogen and progesterone. So it's an imbalance of hormones that cause both of these issues in women reproductive system. That's the similarity. Next similarity is that they are both inherited sickness. So if someone in your family has problems with fibroids, you're most that more than likely have a chance of having that issue. And same with PCOS. If someone in your family has PCOS, more than likely you're going to get it as well. So these are just similarities. Differences now is for fibroids, they are formed in the uterus and has nothing to do with the ovaries. And for polycystic ovarian syndrome, they are formed on the ovaries. They're like little jelly sacs that are caused by hormone imbalance. So that's the difference. And untreated PCOS can cause type 2 diabetes, fertility complications, high cholesterol, sleep alipina, endometrial, endometrial cancer. And for fibroids, there is anemia, which is heavy bleeding, pelvic pain, bloating, frequent urination, and all of that. So while they're similar, they're also different. And there are also problems that women face on a constant basis, constant basis when it's not one is the other and there is also endometriosis but let's not get into that i feel like most of us especially as black women are in the black community we are going to be faced with one or another if you don't have fibroids you have um polycystic ovarian syndrome if you do have that you have endometriosis if you do have that, you have some anemia business going on. It's just something that we just have to be more educated on and learn how to minimize the damages and be more educated and less afraid of these things that happen due to certain chemical makeups of our bodies. So I want to speak about my experience with this sickness and I'm not certain if it's POCS that I have or fibroids because my symptoms are leading more to fibroids. Because with PCOS, there are certain symptoms that I don't have, like the hair under the chin. 
I don't have that, but I do have dark underarms and the extra fat. I also have cysts on my ovaries, but I don't have insulin resistant or any of that. So I think I'm needing more over to fibroids. So I'd have to get more tests to rectify that, but let's get into my experience with this sickness whether it be fibroids or pcos so when i was 15 years old i had very irregular periods and i would have periods that would last months and months and it just would not stop and there are days when it would be finished and if i jump or laugh or do anything excessive it would just come back down and my mom took me to the doctor and he didn't check me. He just gave me birth control and said, okay, she have hormone imbalance. And it kind of helped for a little while until it didn't because it just made me sick and nauseous. After my first time of taking the birth control, three days after that or my first period after that, after taking the first pack of birth control i had to curl up in my sister sister's bed because it was so painful my period was so painful and when i looked at my period there was no blood it was just a raw egg like an actual egg and of course it was in part it came out in parts but you could see that it was the eggs or egg sorry for being so graphic but this is necessary Anyways, I continued to take the birth control because they didn't give me any other solution. And it take it time, you know, back and forth, back and forth until I started university and I came off the pills because they made me feel sick. I wasn't taking any iron tablets. I wasn't doing anything, just going through my life regularly. And then I realized that my period disappeared for six months. When the first two months and my period didn't come, I was like, okay, you know, I can live with this. Then I realized it was prolonged. So I went to the doctor and the doctor said that this isn't normal. And she gave me a type of pill to take. I'm not certain if this was a birth control or what, but she gave me a pill that aid in my period coming back after that i started experiencing excessive bleeding again to the point where i had to go to the hospital because i was losing too much blood when i went to the hospital they inject me with depovera to stop the bleeding instantly and they kept me overnight because my blood count was low and they were wondering if it's a case where they're going to have to give me blood so i had to stay overnight but i didn't want to stay any longer than one night because the situation was horrible there was rats there gunshot just a ring out over jubilee like a nothing i was just so ready so i started walking up and down and the doctors saw that i was stable so they said, okay, we're going to send her home and make ensure that, you know, she's monitored. So 
they sent me home. Remember, they already injected me with the birth control, which in the end ended up spiking my depression, causing a lot of mood swings, weight gain, all of that. That did not agree with me at all. And one of the main reasons why they sent me home is because there were a lot of a lot of patients removing fibroids and they didn't have enough hospital beds. So, you know, me with a less critical condition, they're going to send me home. But anyways, Depovera spiked my depression, caused weight gain and all of that. It was very, it was a very rough time. I think at that time I was about 20, 21 and it was horrible. I had to come off the injection and I continued to have irregular periods to the point where I went back on the birth control because the doctor said I should keep on taking it if I wanted to have regular periods but I would just get so fed up because it just coming like a death sentence oh you have to do this to have regular periods after that and it just got so tiring and the fact that this shit was making me feel sick was not any help so I decided to go back on the injection and I realized that that was a bad move because it spiked my depression yet again so this is this is a constant struggle. It's a back and forth thing. One minute you're healthy, one minute you're not, one minute you're okay, one minute you're sick. And I still have irregular periods, but I don't let it get to me and I don't let it bother me because I don't believe that it's that it ad it is as bad as people who experience polytheistic ovarian syndrome because People who experience polythesic ovarian syndrome, there is still a possibility that they won't be able to have children. There is the possibility that they might get type 2 diabetes. And there is just all of these other problems that just seem worse to me than just having fibroids. Because in the black community, we are plagued with, you know, fibroids. And it is something that you can just remove and get on with your day versus PCOS where there is a more life-threatening situation of not being able to conceive properly, having the possibility of getting type 2 diabetes, having the possibility of getting uterine or uterus cancer rather. It just seemed like more of a death threat. Or, you know, a tougher situation than what I have went through, even though I'm not necessarily downplaying the fibroids or the things that we go through. But I just think PCOS is, in fact, worse. Or both of them is just as bad. But the outcome of untreated PCOS is just really bad. I hope that this episode kind of open up the door to let others know what we go through. I hope that this episode land and, you know, I was able to bring my message across properly because I know sometimes I do struggle with explanation. So I hope this episode was easy to understand 
and to my males that are listening and to my females that are listening that you will share this and pass on the information and also subscribe to my podcast so that you can get notifications for when I update the podcast or upload a new episode. But as I was saying, I really hope that this episodes land this episode land and I'm able to spread awareness because this is something that a lot of women go through that many don't know about I don't believe it is as popular as fibroids and there is not enough awareness for this sickness so I really really hope that not only does it reach a good amount of people but the information was in fact you know, easy to understand or easy to digest. And with that being said, this concludes the end of this episode. And I hope, I know I'm repeating myself and becoming redundant, but I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode and I will see you guys in the next episode. Oh, and remember to stay tuned for my friend's input For the question, I had asked her to share her experience with living with PCOS. So stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for listening and supporting me. I will see you guys in the next episode. Keep on keeping on, you know. All right, so living with PCOS for a very long time. I feel like my entire life. Um, it's not an easy road. Sometimes, to be very honest, sometimes there's some good part in it. Cause you know, you want to go on party, or you want to go on one trip, and you know, for me, because there's different levels of pickers. So for me, I'm the one that do see any run-ins. You understand? So I'm gonna go through all of the mood swings, the pain, everything. I have to take um pills for my menstrual to come you understand so for me menstruate me as a tech pill other than that if i don't take that pill nothing don't come you understand she don't visit me she just give me pain and mood swings and depression and anxiety and irritation and cravings and you know the works but my one is just way extra especially the pain um other than that growing up my biggest fear and it is still my biggest fear is not being able to give my husband his children right and not being able to get myself the family i've always wanted and you know all of that because doctors been saying that oh you know you have a 50 50 chance and then another doctor saying that oh, the older you get and the longer you take to start to start trying to have kids they're saying that oh you know you're going to have more of an 80 20 chance and um my last visit my doctor told me right on if you don't start having sex by 25 well we can take you off the list to say you're going to have kids because one you're not trying to have them and at a young age where your body can say all right make it go on change over because you still have your body in the same sense your body still going through the same cycles 
because you know this quote unquote having sex with somebody else changes your whole cycle so he's saying that i'm not changing my cycle i'm not changing anything so they can write me off still stand to the point of when i feel like i want to have sex that's when i'm going to have it but you know he says that i need to yes i want to have my kids but picas makes me scared because it makes me scared to even start a relationship because i don't want to build a man hopes up and then you know the most embarrassing thing a man can ever tell you is that bitch you're a mule you're infertile i'll do something there you know what i'm going there um one of the things was when i was growing up and they they said that oh my 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 friends some of my friends and like family members and my sisters they will be like come alien when everybody seen their their, their menstrual they're like come alien come get alien you know them look away there and when it do come and i'm so excited like menstrual come menstrual come and them say i want to that alien yeah you know like i know it's fun and jokes but like sometimes it hit it hit the belt you know it hit the nail real hard but other than that i have grown to understand that it's not something that i can control and it's not something that i placed on myself so that self-love that it took from me i have learned to put it back I understand that percentage of me loving myself I have learned to put it back but the way okay the facial hair is the worst part of Picas I hate that part the facial hair my wish my never have hair from my face like that is the most disgusting part of Picas for me the facial hair and it itches and everything and then sometimes sometimes when it depends on the on the on the um the season we're in and the climate especially in the summer where i tend to have to wear male deodorants and male um male what i'll call it the male spray because you know the sweating and all of that i mean i don't know if it's a mental thing or because my parents and my friends would say oh we don't smell it and all of them something but for me me thinks that me smell a ton with a testosterone through my pores you understand i don't know if it's because i'm mentally damaged on that side but friend me don't like it none